seeing yourself outside your body. That's what someone told me the other day. And I was like, I mean, that would be lovely. I'd love to get to a point of where that's the version of meditation I do. (laughs) Instead, sitting on my garage floor in the morning before my kids get up for like three minutes. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have on the show today, Sarah Paris. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So Sarah is an experienced personal trainer, wellness specialist, yoga instructor, CEO, and business owner. But most importantly, she's a mom. Becoming a mom was both a dream come true and a nightmare realized all at the same time. She struggled with postpartum depression, extreme mom guilt, and anxiety that dictated her decision-making. Having struggled on her own for so long, she was determined to change the narrative on motherhood. Through her business, Sarah helps her clients transform their lives by prioritizing their own wellness. And on today's episode, she's going to be sharing with us how we can have more great days by increasing our energy, finding ourselves again, and living the life of our dreams. So our missions totally align, Sarah. So I'm excited to have you on the show today to dig in. But before we get into that, why don't you share a little bit more about your story and how you got to be where you are today? Absolutely. It has been a journey to say the least, like it is for, I think, all moms at this stage of motherhood. My girls now are five and seven. So this is kind of a flashback to how things were like before I kind of made myself a priority and found you know, found myself again in all of this. I've been interested in exercise my whole life, sports, athletics, all of it. That's kind of what I grew up with. I um, went to college and then I ended up doing my master's in exercise physiology, but I was trained as a teacher, like a K to 12 teacher. So I was teaching for 12 years, but I love living in expensive places. So New York City, LA, Washington, DC, um, and I could never afford to just be a teacher. So I was bartending, waitressing, doing all that. And then somebody one night was like, why aren't you a personal trainer? You have this background. This is what you talk about. This is what you love. And kind of on a whim, I went and took the test. I was like, oh, I have a background in this and I love this. I'll take the test. Fast forward three months later, I'm a personal trainer. And I have been ever since. So 2006 really shifted for me. And I've been helping people reach their wellness goals ever since. The population has just drastically changed. And it started with, usually as it always does, weight loss, just mostly women in weight loss. And then I got teamed up with a military nonprofit and I worked with wounded service members for quite a lot of years. 
And I thought that was my passion. And I thought that would be where I stayed because it was so rewarding to see men and women who didn't think that they could be physically active again in the way that they were before, but find joy in what the next chapter brought. And then I became a mom. And then I realized how quickly we fell to the bottom of the priority list. I dealt with my own battle and postpartum depression. And six months after I had my daughter, I really hit a dark spot in my life. And I think it was so dark because I didn't know what it was. And I didn't, basically my doctor described postpartum depression as sadness and like extreme sadness. And if you have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning and all like these check boxes, I didn't fit. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, well, I must be okay. So I kind of can be normal. <laughs> this must be normal. This is what must be what all moms feel yeah. like. I had more like anger and like, I was just mad that I didn't have any piece of myself again. Mm -hmm. I gave up my career, every athletic venture that I'd ever gone on. I gave up traveling. My husband and I no longer did anything. Living in Los Angeles was just like, I'm just a stay at home mom now. And I'm, I've mm -hmm. lost my body. I've I lost everything that I could like identify with. And at the six month mark, unfortunately, I was walking through Palisades Park. And if anyone knows Santa Monica, it's gorgeous. It overlooks, it's up on a cliff. It overlooks the ocean. And I remember just looking out onto the ocean and just being really just sad and mad and angry and all of these negative emotions of like, what, what was this choice I made? And then of course I felt guilty for feeling like that because it took us a long time to get pregnant with our daughter. And it's all I ever wanted was to be a yeah. mom. And I remember sitting on a bench and just feeling this like emptiness of like, what now? Some pretty dark thoughts crossed my mind as that short fence was standing between me and the Pacific Coast Highway. And I just thought, no one deserves this version of me. Like my daughter deserves more. My husband deserves more. My families deserve more. And I just, I honestly just wanted to end it. I was like, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then something caught my attention and I looked down on the beach and there was two women sitting in beach chairs, like right on the edge of the water. And as the waves were coming up, they were getting wet. And it made me think of my mom because that's like her favorite thing in the world to do is to hang on the beach with a book and get your feet splashed. And then I thought in that moment, you know, what if my mom had this experience and she decided to take a darker route than fighting through like she did. And I stepped back and I was like, okay. I sat back on that bench and was like, something's got to change. So I walked home slowly, tears like streaming down my face. And I said, I just, I got to do something different. I don't know what, I didn't know what it looked yeah. like, something different, but I got home and I signed up for a yoga class the next morning. Cause I hadn't done anything since like, I just hadn't done it moved my body other than walking with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I signed up. I had the worst night's sleep ever that night. It was just, I think, anticipating getting up, having to be somewhere. My daughter was a terrible sleeper and she was up most of the night. But when the alarm went off, I got up and I went to yoga. And embarrassingly enough, I walked in, I laid on my mat and I did nothing. Like I just <laughs> lay there and I cried. And I cried some more and I cried and cried. And I just couldn't even bring myself to like, even move into a child's pose. I literally just like mm -hmm. laid on my side with my arm ahead of my arm and was just like, this is, this is what my life is now. Mm -hmm. And then the class ended. And then of course I felt more guilt because I paid all this money to pay for a yoga class, just to cry on a mat in front of strangers. And the teacher <laughs> came up to me afterwards and she just like looked me straight into my soul. And she said, all that matters is you showed up. Mm -hmm. And that has resonated with me. And I wish that I had found her years later and told her <laughs> how much she changed my life. 
because she truly did the whole walk home. I just, all I thought was just show up, just start showing up. And so from that day on I have, and it's not always pretty. It's not always perfect. <laughs> it's not always for a whole yoga class, but sometimes it's just having a cup of tea in the morning, in the morning sun and starting the day for myself. So it was my mission. Once I started figuring this out and piecing the pieces together, having the professional background that I have as a personal trainer and yoga instructor, I just decided to put it all together. I couldn't find it for myself. So I created it. Sarah, that I had tears in my eyes. I don't know if you can see the Zoom. But when you were sharing that story, like just that dark moment, standing over top of the, like looking out into the Pacific mm-hmm. Ocean and just thinking that, like, I feel that I had postpartum as well after I had my twins. So 17 years ago, and it was such a dark place. And, you know, even though it's not normal per se, like the, what you were saying about with the doctor, like you weren't checking off the check boxes, yeah. you know, like this must just be normal. Like there's so many moms that have been there and have experienced that dark place and mm-hmm. have felt that hopelessness and feel like just disappearing and really just you know, it's a very difficult place to be. So I really appreciate you sharing your story and it just, thank you. yeah. Wow. It took me, it okay. took me a long time to be able to like verbalize yeah. and share yeah. it. It's part of me. Yeah, I, like, I feel so bad for even feeling like that. Like I, mm. I don't want people to think that I didn't, wasn't completely in love with my daughter and that right. I was so be a mom but at the same time there was like this struggle of like but what happened to me where did yes, I go exactly exactly yeah it's a that saying that um every time a child is born a mother is too and like trying to figure out you know who we are inside our mom hat or under our mom hat and and trying to navigate that huge transmit transition that comes with like so many different like hormonal changes and body changes and like emotional like the emotional roller coaster of becoming a mom it's the struggle is real and it is absolutely something that needs to be talked about more so I appreciate you sharing your story thank you so much I (laughs) talked to a mom the other day and she said she was struggling and she goes you know what really made me angry as I woke up one morning and I realized that my husband's life didn't change at all yeah and when she said that I was like I had that like choked up moment because yes there's some sleepless nights and there's some, but in a stereotypical kind of yes. relationship, their life doesn't change a whole lot. Right. It continues to not change a whole lot as right. far when you compare it to the life of a yeah. mom. Yeah. And that can break, that can fest, like foster a lot of resentment and anger and all kinds of, you know, emotions that can come up when you start realizing that, like when you're carrying that huge mental and physical load that comes with mm-hmm. motherhood. Yeah. So, okay. So I was browsing on your website, right. And prep for this interview and, or might've been your Instagram somewhere along on your platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I saw this caring about yourself. Doesn't mean me first, but rather me too. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love that. I wanted to bring that into this interview because so many times the resistance comes from moms. Like when we talk about self-care and we talk about putting yourself more of a priority, right? Like there's that resistance because one, like the people pleasing, the sacrifice mentality, all of these things that we carry along with us, Mm -hmm. um, 
we dig our heels in because we think, oh, well, then that means everybody else has to take a back seat or taking time for me means taking time away from my family. And that doesn't sit very well. So I loved seeing that. That means me too, not, not me first. I'm so happy it resonated with you because the first yeah. time I saw it, it really resonated with me. I was like, oh, this is like really powerful. This doesn't have to yeah. be, a, you know, there's always critics out there of like that I'm being selfish, that I like, I could never be as self-centered as you are. I'm like, well, you'll never also, your, your kids will never see the joy yes. in you. It's my kids yeah. seeing me. Like they yeah. just they see a different version of me that I see than with parents that have that like martyr mentality of like, I yeah. give, 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 I never take, I never take. And it's like, well, where does that get you? Yeah. Yeah. And it, what you just said about that self-centeredness, like mm-hmm. that is also one of those like expectations or one of those beliefs that we hold, like that self-care is selfish Absolutely. and that can really stop us. So what mm-hmm. else have you found? Like what other um, things have you found with your clients or the women that you've had conversations with of why they are resistant to having like great days and ha- and putting themselves more of a higher up on their to-do lists? It's such, it's such a good question. I think most of it has to do with moms taking time away from their family. So they're like, well, there's this yoga class I've always wanted to go to, but it's at seven o'clock at night and it would mean I miss bedtime. Okay. (laughs) And if you have a, and I completely acknowledge if you don't have a partner in all of this and you are the only person that can put your kids to bed, it's a different story. And I tell people, then we come at it in a different way. But if you have a partner at home and they are will, a willing participant, or you can mm-hmm. turn it into a willing participant. Yeah. <laughs> you do bedtime once a week. Think about the benefits for yourself, what that would mean to you. And just try it one time. Right. And if you right. don't like it and it doesn't feel good and you're, the guilt way overweighs the amount of joy that you get from going to that yoga class, then reconsider. Right. Try right. it. I think a lot of us that I was like this when I was, especially when I was a new mom, like I felt I had to do everything because mm-hmm. my husband wasn't going to do it the way I did it. Yes. Then I, I had a good friend who was very honest with me, a fellow New Yorker said, yeah, but who cares? It gets done. And I was <laughs> like, oh, you know what? You got a point. Like, it's not, yeah. is he going to give her a bath the way I do? No. Is he going to put her in the pajamas that I wish that she would be in? No. But right. does it matter? And I come back to that a lot with like, you know, mm-hmm. is the dinner as balanced as it would be even now that they're <laughs> a little older than it would be if I made it? No, but does it matter? Or is it more important right. that I go and take the hour to do something for myself? So when I come back, I can be a rock star of a mom and yeah. be a rock star of a wife and be a rock star of a person because I've taken that break for myself. So, so looking that, at the bigger one, picture. Looking at the picture. Yeah. And it is like, you're never going to not feel guilty. Like I, like even when my kids are in school and if I do something like acupuncture, which I don't even look at as really a luxury, it's more of a necessity for, I have a great deal of motion sickness. So once a month I go get acupuncture and I had it yesterday. Well, I fell asleep immediately (laughs) on the table. And then I felt myself afterwards feeling guilty because my kids are at school, my husband's at work and I'm sleeping with needles in my mouth. Which were, it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but there's like ingrained in you of like mm-hmm. that we shouldn't be doing things that are restful and right. relaxed to ourselves. And I just, it's shifting your mindset. It's not just like anything one person can say to you. It's like a very slow process yes. of acknowledging that your needs do matter 
and it's okay to put them first. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you had started this about the yoga class. Like Maya was a Zumba class. I really yeah. wanted to, and it was, I think it's six or seven at night. It was like right during dinner time. And I really struggled to figure out how I can swing that when everything else needed to get done. And there was just lots of like, the mindset work that I had to do in order to get myself to that Zumba class mm -hmm. and get past all of those excuses and get past. And I think like, you said, I think I read this in one of your emails and your husband was supportive of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go, and go. it was just speaking up and like saying yeah. like, this is what I want to do. And then when the benefits started to outweigh the risk of not speaking yeah. up when the, you know, but you do just have to take action. Mm -hmm. You have to communicate and take action because you'll be surprised or maybe you won't be surprised. Maybe like, you know, but it's just, you know, the change starts within. So, yeah. Yeah. So share more about your great days method. So the great, great days method, like I said, is baby steps. It's lots of tiny little changes that add up to big lifestyle changes overall. And it does. I, like I said before, it started with my cup of tea outside in the sun. I mean, it was three minutes and I wasn't alone. I had my daughter on my hip and yeah. you know, it wasn't, it, you don't need to necessarily be alone to have alone time. It can just be like a mindful activity that you enjoy or something that brings a smile to your face, something that's a little fun that you don't do all the time and just kind of incorporating those little things. And then once you do that, you do something else. And then you have kind of like a habit stacking on onto things. When I talk about meditation, a lot of my clients that come to me at first are like, yeah, I don't do that. I'll do the rest of your program, but I'm not meditating. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I say, what do you think meditating is? What does meditation mean to you? And almost every single person says the same like, thing. Hands on the knees, lotus position. <laughs> In a dark space. Seeing your mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing yourself outside your body. That's what someone told me the other day. And I was like, I mean, that would be lovely. I'd love to get to a point of where that's the version of meditation I do. <laughs> Instead, I'm sitting on my garage floor in the morning before mm -hmm. my kids get up for like three minutes, <laughs> listening yeah. to a guided meditation about, you know, a body scan or telling a story about, you know, a different place I can picture for three minutes to kind of distract myself. Because if someone asks me to just sit and breathe, I mean, you might as well give me a pen and paper and give me a yeah. Yeah. That and that's torture. Fun. Like when you're not used, when you're used to being on overdrive and like having all these things, like filling your time with things mm -hmm. to sit and rest is pure torture. You're like, your, your mind is racing. Like all the things that you could be doing, you start feeling guilty and all of the things. So all the feelings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like all of these things where people think they need to like go to the gym for an hour and a half or get an hour massage or go to a spa. And that people think of these self-care things as all like or nothing. <laughs> huge things. And yeah, the all or nothing mentality that I talk about a lot of like, you got to drop it and you got to drop it pretty quick because your best laid plans of self-care don't always go the way you want them to. Right. And really, let's be honest, in, my, in mom life, most things don't go the way you want them to. I mean, something goes awry. I mean, you're dealing with little humans with their own opinions. So it's like you plan it. And I talk about a lot bookending your days yeah. With, yeah. with stuff for yourself. So I start my day every day for myself. And, I, and people right. are looking, I'm not a morning person. Great. Become one. Because yeah. that might be the you start doing, you'll realize, you'll realize that you actually want to be a winning person. <laughs> and it's funny that yeah. but there are, there are women I've worked with who are absolutely not getting up a minute before they have to, but they are night people. So yeah. when after 
kids go to bed, that's when they work out. That's when they meal plan. That's when they do other things. So I'm like, okay, well, that's when I added the kind of other bookend of things. Yeah. You know what? Mornings aren't for everyone. I had my first book. It was called Mornings for Mom. Okay. Okay. That was kind of the gear of wake up 15 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. And granted, that doesn't always work either because someone gets up right. earlier. <laughs> you think yeah, you're gonna have they hear you tiptoeing around the room. <laughs> they hear your thoughts. It's like I'm gonna put my workout clothes on and I'm gonna do a 15 minute yoga flow. And then the doors open. You're like, what? I didn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Google. <laughs> it is. It's, it is. I'm reading our minds now. This is what our children do. <laughs> so it's just a matter of incorporating you know, whether it's in the beginning of your day, which is where I lean in heavy, because I say, mm-hmm. I have my solid morning routine, the rest of the day can do yeah. whatever. And I still have that like sense of peace, that sense of that I did something for myself. Mm-hmm. I took care of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I roll with the punches a lot easier than when I'm waking up in a scramble to a screaming child. And, just, right. and the day starts very differently. And right. you have to start small. You can't, it's like dieting, you know, people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to cut out this, 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 and this. And you're like, great. That's going to last about 48 yeah. hours. And then yeah. you're going to be right back to craving the sugar that you cut out 45, you know, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Yeah. So those baby steps and habit stacking and making sure that you're keeping that all or nothing thinking in check. And And just really realizing again, what brings you joy? Like what are some things you like? Like I've always loved to read. I have not been able to get back into a habit of reading. I started asking myself, maybe I don't really love reading anymore. Yeah. Maybe I'd rather journal. Maybe I'd rather do, you know, I do like meditating now and I do like a restorative yoga flow. And that's not something that I liked five years ago. Right. Just kind of realize that your beliefs and the things you thought you liked maybe shifted a little. The change. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you say to a mom who struggles with, um, like, they're like, I don't know what I like to do. That's a, such a common answer. That happens all the time. Like the it's time. been so long that they don't even know what it is they like to do. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to try something, pick, pick something that you want right. to try. And even if you don't think you're going to like it, I used to take an African dance class right after I got back into the, like into okay. myself after becoming a mom. I loved it. It looked ridiculous. I'm like this 5'10 long limbed woman doing an African dance class, like not not the prettiest of things, but I just loved it. It was so different. It was so outside my comfort zone. And I would have never gone unless a friend invited me. Right. So pick somebody right. brave yeah. enough to do yeah. something and, <laughs> and do something just different. You know, go to an art show mm-hmm. with a friend, go to something that's just so different. Look up something in your local area that is some sort of festival and put something on the calendar. Because yeah. if it's not on the calendar, you're not going to do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and treat it like it's a doctor's appointment. Like treat exactly. it like it's something important. This, and yeah. I'm so glad you brought it up because that's what I do. And I encourage my clients to do. Mm-hmm. 
put your workouts in your calendar. You put yeah. your meditation in your calendar. Because if it's on that, especially if you have a family calendar, like we have now in our Google calendar, everyone knows what you're doing <laughs> at right. that time. Right, really yeah. Holds you right. accountable. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you actually talk about that, that 2%. Right. In like your marketing, I saw that about yep. that to get away from that all or nothing, the 2%, yep. the 2% difference. Yeah. I like that. So what are some practical tips that you can offer some, offer the listeners about improving our wellness? So the first thing is Aside from to, taking small steps. Yeah. <laughs> lots of, lots of small steps. Yeah. Well, the first one I was going to say has to do with small steps, but get out and walk, like just okay. move your body, whether it's by yourself, is it with a stroller? Maybe it's with a double stroller. Maybe it's with a double stroller with a baby strap to you. Just get out and move. I was emailing back and forth with a woman just the other day who said she has two kids. One's a toddler. One's like old enough to sit like in a jogging stroller. And she's like, I bought this jogging stroller and I thought I would use it to run. I said, I did the same. Jogging stroller in running is just, I don't know who lo loves to do that. <laughs> but I just didn't. I, I'm a runner and I didn't like to do it. So I tell her every day when my daughter Something was little, about having your hands out like this. I mean, and the double, it's like, I had a single fine, but the double you're like trying to, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't know who's running with these things and enjoying it. Not to mention one of, much, one of our like, kids, we had the jogging. <laughs> you put two toddlers in there and you're like 60 pounds more than what it is <laughs> and forget it. But I told her, I said, just get in the habit of every single day, every single morning. Cause she's a stay at home mom. Every single morning you get out and you walk mm -hmm. rain or shine, obviously within reason, but get them in the habit of doing it because then it becomes something that they enjoy too. Yeah. Like when my daughter, when my daughters were little and they were in that double stroller, we'd go in for a walk. This was during the pandemic too. So we really went for long walks in the morning, <laughs> but I packed their breakfast. They'd bring books. We'd talk about what we saw. Sometimes we'd count things. Like if people were a little ornery in the morning, I'd be like, all right, let's count the number of animals we see and just have it be like an interactive experience. Of course, it's not the same thing as like going to the gym by yourself and right. like having that time, but you're still moving your body. So I you're think still just creating those habits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have them create those habits too, because then when you don't want to, if you have a toddler that's able to talk, they'll say, oh, oh, you. <laughs> can we get in the stroller? And that's what I found with my daughter that it was like, okay, oh, it's a little cold. All right, let's all bundle up. Let's get a blanket. Yeah. And just like not using the weather as an excuse, unless obviously it's extreme. But right. there was times we were out in the rain and people were looking at me like I'm nuts. And I had the cover over them and I have a raincoat on because we needed to get out. And it benefited all of us. Right. I think as far as the eating goes, is especially if you're a stay-at-home mom or you just work at home and you're around your pantry all the time, <laughs> is I encourage people to just, I have like a worksheet that's like a pantry clean out, a fridge refresh. It's just like, get the stuff that you know you shouldn't be eating, get it out of the house so there's no temptation. Right. Is right. there once every blue moon that opportunity that you're going to drive down? to the gas station, get something snacky because you want something snacky? Probably. We're very strong-willed as women. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably wouldn't. That's, you, that's my trick. Like, I'm like, most of the time I wouldn't. Most yeah. of the time you're like, I'm not putting kids in the car and going to get no, ice cream. Like, too much no trouble. It's not worth it. I'm not getting ice cream. So really kind of setting your pantry and your fridge up for success, mm -hmm. filling it with stuff you know you should be eating. Now, yeah. you know, you look in my fridge, is there never going to be peppermint patties in my fridge? No, there's 100% always peppermint patties in my refrigerator. 
because it doesn't have to be perfect. You make mm-hmm. these healthy choices. And it's not like a, when people see me eat dessert, they're always like, you eat dessert? Well, yeah, I'm a human. And yeah, I love chocolate. Of course I right. eat dessert. Right. I do moderation, but yes, I enjoy dessert. I love wine. I love all these other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. The 80-20 rule. <laughs> yeah, you know, the 80-20 rule, 100%. So yeah. just kind of making these healthy, the healthy choices eating wise throughout the course of the day. And then the last tip is the sleep, which is impossible to yeah. tell about. But to not stay up cleaning your house, to not mm-hmm. stay up picking up toys, to your sleep is so much more important than having your house cleaned. And this one's a, I know a massive stretch for some that they're like, I cannot go to bed unless the house is clean. And I've had clients before that are like, I'm up till 11, 1130. Cause that's the only time I have to clean. Yeah. What if you went to bed at 10 and right. you got that extra sleep, how different you'd feel throughout the day, yeah. but it is. Yeah. You'd have more energy, you'd be more productive. You'd be able to get that done. Yeah. And the mental stress of that mess probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be bad because you're not overtired. Right. Doing right. it, doing it. But that's a hard one. And I understand yeah. that that's a hard one, especially if you go to work all day and then you pick your kids up in your home and then it's the only time of day that you have to do it. But I right. really encourage people to limit it and get some shut eye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those are three definitely doable tricks or tips for, for t- to improve your wellness for sure. So do you have any final advice or what words of wisdom that you'd like to share with listeners? Oh, my biggest piece of advice is just start. There's never, it's never going to be the perfect time. It's never going to be, I talk to moms all the time. They're like, well, when my kids are in preschool, yeah. it turns into when my kids, I was like, when my kids are 18, that was always my <laughs> thing. <laughs> my kids are 18. I still have a yeah. nine-year-old. <laughs> like if I waited until then (laughs) you're giving up decades upon decades of your life just start doing something it doesn't have to be extreme but think about something that you enjoy that's healthy for your body and start today even if it's small love it Attention supermoms, are you ready to rediscover yourself, unleash your potential, and connect with a community of like-minded women? It's time to join the Moms Without Capes Inner Circle, where we're all about empowering you. Inside, you'll find resources, live events, and access to the exclusive Unstoppable Self-Growth Book Club, all designed to help you shine in and out of your mom hat. The best part, it's totally affordable, way less than you'd spend on individual coaching, yet coaching is part of the package. Get ready to embark on this transformational journey. You are worth it. Prioritize yourself, invest in your growth, and become part of our inspiring community. Visit www.momswithoutcapes.com backslash circle and say yes to your incredible journey of self-discovery. Your family and your future self will thank you. Don't miss out, Supermoms. Join the Moms Without Capes Inner Circle today. You'll find the link in the show notes of today's episode. All right, Sarah, so what do you do for fun? You've mentioned oh, some things okay. that you do, but what, what's, what makes you feel so alive? I love having fun. I love being a teacher for all those years and having all those fun with all the kids that weren't mine. And now that I have my <laughs> own kids, I'm one for setting up obstacle courses around my house getting out and hiking and having my kids have massive collections. I'm the mom that brings home piles of rocks and everything is entered into our house. We have no rules of not stopping the collections. I just really love playing with my kids. 
because it brings me back to like a simpler time and any, I mean, any outdoor adventure that we can do outside is definitely my happy place. And to see them find joy in the things I find joy in, like hiking and camping and all those things is just the best gift of motherhood. Awesome. Have fun. All right. What book can you recommend to moms? Oh, I really like this one. It is a, um, it's funny because I, I know it's been a while since you read it. <laughs> it is, but it is one I do. I read every year and it's called your best year yet. Okay. It's like okay. A journaling book. So I did it long before children. I went on um, spring break when I was 28 with a fellow teacher and she brought this book and it was called your best year yet. And it takes you through 10 questions and it's just a reflection of like the year that had just passed and then the year that's coming up. And I yeah. love it every time I do it because it's such a different stage of life mm-hmm. and every year it's different. And it really makes you, I think as moms, we have an easy time taking photos. And then it, even if you're one that does the photo books, it's mm-hmm. all about your kids. And in this book, you really have to think about, you know, celebrating yourself and celebrating the wins and celebrating the losses or the challenges because you can grow from it. And it always just really re-energizes me. So I do usually tend to do the activities between like Christmas and New Year's. And I just kind of separate, like take 20 minutes here and there and go through and just journal on those. And it's just such a great way to end the year slash start the new year. How awesome. Because now you have all these like annual records. Like mm-hmm. uh, the years pass. That's a cool way to a cool keep keepsake. It's a very cool keepsake, and it's hilarious to look back on from my yeah. I'm sure it is. Forties, <laughs> what it looks like, but it is. It's amazing to look back and see like this is what I thought was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's fun. That's an interesting yeah. way to see that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I'm gonna have to look into that. Into that book. <laughs> sounds fun and then where can listeners find you well I have a Facebook group called time out for moms and it's wellness support and accountability it's free we we just kind of go back and forth with exchanging ideas I do weekly workouts and meditations short ones I promise not Mm -hmm. ones you have to be silent with your eyes closed a lot of them (laughs) are movement ones and ones you can do with your kids and it's recipes and kind of all things wellness. And we just, we have monthly challenges in there. Sometimes they're physical. Sometimes their next month is sleep related. Okay. <laughs> to the holidays yeah. and things like that. And then on Instagram, I'm great days by Sarah. And on my website is um, great days by Sarah.com. All right. And you will find all of Sarah's information in the show notes of today's episode. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the show today and being our guest. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.